Hey, this is Robert Clotworthy, and I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now... Here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. How you doing? It is episode 639 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we have none other than Robert Clotworthy joining us. He's the narrator of Ancient Aliens, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, and The Curse of Oak Island. And Robert is going to be joining us for a, a really interesting talk, and we'll find out all kinds of information about him and what he's done and, and the shows that he works on and everything. It's going to be a lot of fun. Robert Clotworthy coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. And thank you for the emails we've been getting here at On Screen and Beyond, and uh, love hearing from you. You can connect with me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And uh, I go through all the email myself, and I am the one who will answer you if you have a question. If not, uh, if you have a suggestion, I will see what I can do about getting that person on. It's always helpful if you send those out. If you get a chance, we, we would appreciate it very, very much if you would uh, follow us on you know, the socials or if you are on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, if you would follow us or subscribe to us and that way you immediately get the download as soon as I post it up and it's, a, you know, really a good way to get it automatically and don't have to wait for it and figure out, you know, you got to go and find it and see if it's available and all that stuff. Uh, so if you can do that, that'll help us out. And of course, download, tell a friend about On Screen and Beyond, download all the episodes, uh, you know, listen to them. It's uh, going to take you a while, but I know <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot of them out there, but uh, we really do appreciate it uh, when you're listening to them. A lot of people are listening to some of the older ones we've had. And, you know, we've been doing this for 16 years. So, you know, you can go back and uh, listen to those and they're all available on all the major podcast providers. So uh, be sure to check that out. Well, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff coming up on uh, remakes, sequels, and prequels, and the movies are coming out, entertainment news, everything. So why don't we get right into it? It's time for remakes, sequels, and prequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remakes, sequels, and prequels, it looks like Expendables 4, or is what they're calling it, uh, Expend 4 Bulls is the title. It's spelled E-X-P-N-D-4, the number 4, B-L-E-S, Expend for Bulls, okay? But it's Expendables 4. <laughs> Anyways, that's what it, it's going to explode in theaters on September 22nd. And a re-imaging of the horror movie Leprechaun is being thrown around. Time will tell if it's going to stick anywhere. And a new Flintstones animated movie is in the early development stages. And it will be their origin story. And uh, it'll be called Meet the Flintstones. So that, that should be good if they... You know, stick to it and don't don't change it. Just 
just tell the story of it, the, of the Flintstones, the, the originals. All right, and an animated reboot of Married with Children. Now, this isn't going to be a movie. This is going to be a series. It's in the works, and it would star the voices of the original Bundy family. All the stars who were those voices uh, will be coming back for that, they're saying. So we'll see what happens with that one. And that's it for remakes, sequels, and prequels. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon film, going to be on Netflix, will now be two movies. All right, it's originally going to be one, but they've expanded it to two movies. Part one of Rebel Moon will premiere on December 22nd on Netflix. And uh, they haven't given us a word yet of when part two will be, but uh, that's what they're telling us. And here's an interesting one. Midas Man is a film that tells the story of the Beatles manager, Brian Epstein, who brought the Fab Four to fame back in the 60s. And I guess they've been making this movie for a while, and they've gone through, I think they said, three directors on it. Uh, you know, they're leaving because of conflicting views on things or whatever. But anyways, they've got one more director on there now and that person is uh, hopefully going to get this movie coming out should be a good interesting thing they've got four brand new newcomers who are going to be playing the beatles uh in the film and uh should be should be a good one so we'll keep an eye out for that one it's called midas man and that's it for upcoming new movies next on on screen and beyond movies and tv on dvd and streaming <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm A. Martinez from Longmire, and I'm on On Screen and Beyond. Movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Matilda with Mara Wilson, Danny DeVito, and Rhea Perlman comes to limited edition Steelbook 4K Ultra HD, and that's going to be released on September 5th. July 25th, look for Resident Evil Death Island as it lands on Blu-ray and 4K Steelbook, digital and DVD. And June 13th, Russell Crowe's The Pope's Exorcist hits Blu-ray and DVD. And on August 15th, Nefarious will arrive on DVD and Blu-ray. That's it for movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Next on On Screen and Beyond, TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, well, Good Omens with Michael Sheen and David Tennant will arrive for season two on Prime Video on July 28th. And Perry Mason has been canceled after two seasons. And Yellowstone's Mo Brings Plenty, that's his name, Mo Brings Plenty, will be part of the cast of Taylor Sheridan's upcoming Paramount Plus anthology series, Lawmen Bass Reeves. See how that one goes. That's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to sit down, talk with Robert Clotworthy, the guy who does all the narration for Ancient Aliens, 
Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, and The Curse of Oak Island. Those are some of my favorite shows, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyways, Robert's going to be joining us right here next on On Screen and Beyond. Our guest today on On Screen and Beyond has been seen on The Big Bang Theory, Two and a Half Men, and the film American Sniper, but it's his voice that is most recognized. He voiced Jim Rayner on the StarCraft video games, and he is the narrator of Ancient Aliens, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, and The Curse of Oak Island. It's Robert Caughtworthy. Robert, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Oh, pleasure. Thank you, Brian, for having me on the show. Robert, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Your voice has become so much part of American life. I, I mean, let's face it, The Curse of Oak Island, uh, from what I understand, it was, and maybe still is, the biggest TV show on streaming, is that correct? No, on, on uh, cable television on Tuesday nights. We're the, the I guess, the most popular uh, nonfiction series on television on Tuesday nights on cable. In other words, the only thing that beats us on cable is maybe, uh, you know, an NBA game right. or if there's an election. Other than that, we are it. We, we have, I think on average, between two and a half and three million people that tune in each and every Tuesday night to watch the show, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're incredibly fortunate. And uh, Ancient Aliens, I mean, you seems like you've been doing that forever. <laughs> We are in our, I guess, officially 19th season, which, you know, since our seasons are a little bit different than years, I think it's our 14th or 15th year on the air, but 19 seasons now we've done, oh my goodness, we're getting up to almost 250 episodes. Whew, yeah, so we're, we're, we're way up there. It's amazing. Yeah, that's, that is crazy. And now, and you're also doing the secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I do that the uh, I do the intro with, for that. Uh, Doctor Travis Taylor's on Ancient Aliens, and he is the I guess the the main guy on Skinwalker Ranch. And I'm so happy for him that the show has become as popular as as it is. He's incredible, and the show is amazing. It's it's we're I don't know I somewhere in the universe all the forces are aligning so that these shows that we're we're doing are incredibly popular and they really strike a chord with the audience and again we are so fortunate and happy to be to be a part of it yeah and, and i mean people would kill to have <laughs> you know the, not one show you know but three shows that's, that's why that's why i'm in i'm in a bunker right now i've got uh you know quite a quite a security team out there <laughs> protecting me and uh their orders are if if we are under attack they're to, to protect my throat so that's that's the uh <laughs> don't let the voice box be damaged right yeah uh now how did you begin with these shows now we'll, we'll get into how you yeah. did a long time ago with all the other things you've been in because when yeah. I, you know my introduction was I mean, so skimpy. I mean, <laughs> of all the things. Well, yeah, it's it's interesting. I've, I if you go on IMDb, which is the Internet Movie Database, and look up my credits, I think it's going to be somewhere around, I don't know, four or five hundred or something that that are listed. And that's not even not even all of them. Yeah, I've been doing stuff since I was uh, fifteen years old. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's been what ten years now. <laughs> yeah. 
But as far as ancient aliens, how did that start out? How did you get that job? Was it a I don't well, know, they have a cattle call like for? No, for, it's I, I kind of joke. I say it's it's part of my uh, one of the conditions of my parole. But uh, actually, I uh, I've been working for the producer, uh, the late great Kevin Burns, who was the uh, creator of Ancient Aliens, Curse Folk Island. And he had originally hired me, oh my goodness, I think it was close to uh, 18 years ago, I'm trying to remember what it was, to do a documentary about the making of the original Star Wars trilogy episodes four, five, and six. And it was going to be a two-hour documentary that was part of the I guess, first official DVD release, that tells you how far back it was, DVD release of that original trilogy. And we put together uh, a two-hour documentary where we brought in all the stars. I mean, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, uh, you name it, uh, Steven Spielberg. I think Barack Obama was on it. Was on, I mean, everyone who was anyone uh, was part of this documentary. And I was lucky enough to be hired as the narrator of of that document, it was called Empire of Dreams. Ended up being nominated for an Emmy, and uh, George Lucas was deeply involved in the making of this. Uh, he he approved my voice to be the narrator of it, and from that, this uh, production company Prometheus that I that I work with, he kept putting me on all these different documentaries that he was doing. He'd do, do one about uh, Indiana Jones. He'd do another one about Batman. He did the one about Valkyrie. I mean, it was all kinds of things that we uh, we did. And then eventually he contacted me and uh, Ancient Aliens started out as just a, a one-off, right. you know, basically a two-hour documentary that the History Channel ordered. And when... Kevin Kevin Burns would would discuss the evolution of how Ancient Aliens became the the series that it is. It started out as just this two hour episode, and History Channel put it on all kinds of odd hours. It was on you know Tuesday night at three in the morning, uh, you know Saturday afternoon, just strange times. But it found an audience, and so they would contact Kevin and say, "Listen, can we do another couple of episodes?" They say, "Sure," and. They would just order two or three at a time. And after, I guess, seven or eight, he joked with them and he said, uh, I'm running out of pyramids. But what do you want me to do? <laughs> they said, well, you're not going to do the show. He says, no, of course I'm going to do the show, but I'm just joking. And I say that because at the very beginning, we were struggling to find topics to do uh, episodes about. And now you look at it 19 seasons later and... Every day, it seems that there's new information that's coming out that is totally uh, in line with with the show that that we've done. So I just was there for the ride, got very, very lucky. Uh, I think there was something about my approach to the uh, the subject that really struck a, a chord with, with Kevin. And he was a great believer in, you know, going with his gut. And I, you know, prior to that, I'd done several documentaries, but not nothing that was going to turn into a, a 19 season ride. And we're, and we're still going strong. So in a nutshell, that's kind of how it all evolved. Yeah. Now, have you actually met these people or are you stuck in your little, <laughs> your little cave? You mean, you mean those, those, those talking heads, the, uh. <laughs> the the ancient astronaut theorists right yeah, yeah I've, I've 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 met pretty much all of them um i i've become very very good friends with uh, with giorgio 
we used to, the first time we got together as a group was at the very first Alien Con, which was, I guess, around 10 plus years ago up in Santa Clarita, California. And nobody had any idea as to the popularity of the show. And we were part of this convention that, you know, to kind of hedge their bets. They also had uh, like like some monster memorabilia there. It was it was kind of a, a combo event because they had, they had no idea if anybody was going to show up. If it was just ancient aliens, and it shocked everyone how many people showed up. We had, yeah. you know, at at some of these panels, they had to you know they they plan on having maybe fifty people in a room that was watching. And we had thousands of people that would show up, and. Uh, there was basically no security when Georgia would walk through the room. It was as if, you know, a major rock star, one of the Beatles walked in, people were screaming and excited. And, uh, you know, since then we've, we've had these many conventions where everybody's there. I mean, Linda Molden Howe is there and David Childress and Nick Pope and, uh, Dr. Travis Taylor and Giorgio, of course, uh, Rab uh Rabbi Bar Ariel Barsadok, um, uh, you name it, they're, they're uh, Dr. Travis Taylor, of course, uh, Jason Martell. And we got to become very good friends fr mm -hmm. from this. And we just had an, actually an alien con convention in April after a three-year hiatus because of uh, the COVID lockdowns, where we were all able to get together again. And the fans showed up. Yes, I'm good friends with, with many of them. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Skinwalker Ranch? Skinwalker Ranch scares me. <laughs> it is weird <laughs> I, I don't know you know i you know it's funny at a uh, at an alien con in la i guess it was three or four years ago i was talking with uh with dr dr taylor and he was you know he had not yet gone to to the ranch and i'd heard stories about the crazy stuff that was happening there that and i knew that he was going to do the show and i was wishing him well and uh, but he'd have to He's going to live basically on the ranch in a trailer. Yeah. And I said, I said, Travis, uh, aren't you a little bit worried about being out there? And he says, he goes, Robert, he goes, you know, I'm a scientist. And if, uh, if there's a spaceship out there, you think I don't want to find it? I want to be there. You know, he, he has this amazing curiosity and this, this courage. He wants to, he's, he's like Indiana Jones in that he wants to be the guy on the point. That that is the first guy in that's going to discover what uh, what's going on. So, uh, uh, but man, it's a freaky place, isn't it? Oh yeah, geez, and and I know you can't say anything. You know, I'm sure that you taped all the shows, and I know you yeah. can't say what's happening. But I mean, it, this is weird stuff. That's you know, the drilling. very weird stuff. And Travis Taylor is the real deal. He is a rocket scientist. At AlienCon, uh, this last AlienCon, I asked him about his degrees. He's got, I think, two PhDs. He's got like three or four masters. He's he told me that he's about to get his, I think, his third PhD. So the guy is is totally legit, and he's he's skeptical by nature. He's not one of those people that just believes because he wants to believe. No, you got to prove it to him. Mm -hmm. So when he's out there and when he's shocked by some of the things that are happening in Skinwalker Ranch, he's. He's shocked from a from a position of knowledge, which is even scarier. Yeah, 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 because it's, you know, I mean, no matter which way you believe or not believe, there are strange things happening here. No matter yeah. what's the cause, we yeah. don't know. Yeah. But, you know, 
So there's there is something odd going on there. Yeah. What about Oak Island? You been to Oak Island? <laughs> well, I I I I joke about Oak Island uh, that uh, they don't allow me to uh, to leave the studio. I, I I'm basically in a cage, and every once in a while they'll toss in a a bottle of water and a, and a, and a fresh script. Uh, <laughs> I would, I would like, I, to be honest with you, I would really like to go up to Oak Island. I've been talking about it for for a couple of years, and uh, I said, you know, the first couple of years, I don't think the um, the craft services were so great up there, but now they tell me that uh, they've got they put out a nice spread. So uh, I, I'm, a, I like, I like that. I, w- but I would definitely love to go back there. I'd love to go hang with uh, with Billy and uh, get into uh, you know some kind of giant mechanical device and start working it making some holes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, everybody, I think at heart, um, you know, as a kid, we've all searched for treasure. Mm-hmm. And these guys are are doing it. And they're doing it on a scale that, you know, we can only imagine. Yeah. When they, they bring in some of this this heavy equipment and uh I think now what they're they're in the uh uh uh, oh come come now I'm drawing a blank the the garden shaft the yes. garden shaft where they've actually put these I mean, they've dug down and they've created like these where, where get, Rick can actually go into for the first time underground into the garden shaft I mean it's it's amazing it's yeah. incredible yeah and and there again you you know you see things on the internet people saying ah there's nothing there it's 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 been taken away if there was anything there but but the point is is something happened there you know, regardless of yeah. what you think, there is, you know, I mean, you're not finding all these old ancient things for nothing. Yeah. You know, uh, the producer would say, this is a story about searching for treasure. I mean, that's what it is. It's not a show about, you know, oh, we found treasure and now we're just going to show you how we found it. No, we're, these guys are looking. Yeah. You know, we're all on a ride with them. We don't know what the answer is. But man, don't they get some crazy clues, some weird stuff that pops up that defies explanation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's something. It's... Something happened. There's a reason why, for over 200 years, people have been looking on this one little island in Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Whether good. the Knights Templar were involved or the the Vikings or who na- who the heck knows? Yeah. Yeah. And the and the thing but is, it's it, it's they're finding history because there's yes. you know there's how those things are showing up there at some point somebody was there with those things now whether it was somebody carrying it with them uh 50 years yeah. ago whatever and dropped it which is doubtful but you know yeah, I, I can't imagine that uh you know somebody in 1960 is walking around with a a templar cross from right. you know, 1000 and just oh wow like you know where my templar cross is right <laughs> well, last time i saw it it was on lot 11 in an uh, oak island but i you know must have slipped out of my my breaches. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. Jeez. And, and and you got a heck of a job because you know at least what's gone on this year or or well, I I'm I have a <laughs> I have a little bit of a of a heads up, but I don't I don't get the scripts in advance. Uh you know, when I show up on the, you know, in this recording studio, that's the first time I I see the script because mm-hmm. I want to be excited i want to be intrigued i want my my gut reaction as to how i'm reacting to uh to to what i'm reading to to affect me and when i you know for example uh talk about rick 
going down into the garden shaft for the first time. I'm thinking, this is so cool. I, I mean, I say it out loud. I say, this is really cool. He must have been so excited because this was something he dreamed about since he was a little kid. And they're going, yeah, man, the, the guy was was going nuts about how, how exciting this was. So how can you not be, uh, you know, as an actor, it's you want to be able to convey the truth. And you know, my truth was my reaction to how wonderful and exciting uh, I, I was happy for him to be able to to achieve this. And, um, uh, you know, my job at that point is just tell the story yeah, and get out of the, get out of the way, tell the story and get out of the way. Yeah. yeah and it's funny because I've been watching this since the, the first episode when they started. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. And, and um, because I always had an interest in this, I remember the article and uh, reading about it and it, it may have been Reader's Digest. It or, was Reader's Digest. Or. Yeah. Well, I think I, I might have read another one. It might have been, okay. one, or it might have been one. Seems so. In there used to, when we were kids, there was a highlight magazine. Yeah, of course, so, like, highlights. Sure, of course. And, and I'm almost positive there was an article about that in that also. Now, you know, I'm sure Reader's Digest was first, but, yeah. but I, you know, I just remember seeing it in that magazine. Yeah, and, uh, it's a. It, it's always intrigued me, and it's like you know now somebody's again putting money into it big yeah. money this time <laughs> big money yeah so it's incredible but uh, yeah, and, they, yeah. and and why why is there a stone road that's there what the heck is that all about yeah those <laughs> those, those rocks just didn't you know assemble there out of out, you know out of nowhere somebody had to place them and they which means they had a purpose they had a you know there's a reason why they did all this stuff yeah and yeah. so you're trying to discover what was going on what's there now and just the fact that they're getting all these, you know, this, all these scientific tests are are showing that there's gold, there's silver. What the heck is that? It's got to be coming from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just crazy. And and they, uh, you know, like you say, the stone roads. Yeah. If, if the in the 1700s, if the yeah. English were there and they were uh, fixing ships there, they're not going to take the time to build that no. type of thing the roads no. like that i mean you know the, the labor alone would take you know a long time and there's no reason for it you know for, yeah it's it's not even a big island it's a small island amongst a bunch of other islands what yeah what the heck yeah yeah so it's 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 just it it's a great show because it's you know you're you're going along with them on yeah. this adventure i mean it's yeah it's, the the, uh, the relationship that the brothers have yeah i think is really quite unique um you know that they, they love one another they have different personalities they sometimes argue but they uh they have a purpose here and they're also looking at it uh this is there's a there's a business aspect to it as well because it's not just two guys living their dream let's go search for treasure uh rick may have more of an emotional connection because this is something he's dreamed about since he was a little kid, but Marty's a little bit more uh, pragmatic. He says, okay, if we're going to do this, we got to do it right. We have to have a budget. We have to, you know, make sure that we are organized and, and plan well as to what we're going to do. And it's, it's fascinating to see how that all works. And then you put together all the, the members of the, the fellowship of the dig and how everyone works together. It's, it's really uh, a good, I think, um, 
template for how people need to, you know, if they have a goal, how they can work together to hopefully achieve it. It doesn't mean that you're going to win every single time. There's a lot of disappointment that's associated with it. But at the same time, do you give up? No. Mm-hmm. You know, this, these these people are explorers. Yeah. And, you know, you you know, if you left the, uh, you know, if you were an explorer in the 1600s and you're at sea for two weeks, do you go, you know what? I don't think there's anything out there. It's just a lot of water. Let's head back. Well, some people did that. But the the people that had the courage and the determination, they said, you know what? We don't know what's around the corner. We don't know what's beyond the horizon. Let's find out. Let's discover. And, uh, you know, this is what what they're doing, you know, on a on a scale that we can only dream of. And, and, again, and it connects to this, I think, uh, primal... Uh, I guess emotion that we have as as humans, where we want to know what the answers are, we're curious, and we know that what what Rick and Marty are doing, they're genuinely trying to do something. This is not just a show, just to bring in viewers, and you know we don't care. No, they really, really, really care. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, was speaking to uh, to one of the producers the other day, and he said that these last couple of years, especially this last season that the entire team there is so excited about what they've discovered. They're truly not disappointed. Maybe, I know there were a couple of seasons where they went, oh my goodness, this is getting frustrating. But now they really feel they're onto something. And that that excitement has given them another burst of, of energy that I think is is really uh, showing up in the in the episodes that that are airing. You see that there's this 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 new energy, excitement, and passion that they have. And they're going to, if something's there, they're going to discover what it is. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and they keep saying, you know, this could change history. Mm-hmm. And, and it's true. I mean, you know, yeah. not necessarily they're going to find whatever they're, you know, people think that's down there, but it's, it's going to change history because we'll know that, uh, you know, somebody was here before Columbus. I mean, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and obviously that's probably pretty definite now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I joke that if they find the uh, the Ark of the Covenant, we should treat it as if it was the Stanley Cup, that everybody that's involved in the show gets to keep it for a day and <laughs> you know, take it around town, whatever they want to do, just, you know, put it on the dining room table and have dinner around it. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, and the other thing is, is once they find something down if they find something down yeah. there then how do you get it up i mean depending on the size of it you know you can take it out pieces yeah. they don't want to do that what if they found a you know an alien spacecraft perfect connect you know all the aliens skinwalker oak island they all come together yeah 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 no you uh you know you wonder that too if if somebody took this much time to put something down there, yeah, maybe they didn't want it to come back. <laughs> oh, that's a good theory. Oh my goodness, right? I was going to say with the uh, the Ark of the Covenant, you certainly don't want to open that lid unless you want your face to melt and your right. eyeballs to pop out of your skull. <laughs> so maybe that's it. Maybe there's danger. Yeah, Ooh, I like that. You know, I you like that. You can't tell really, but uh, it's it's whatever it is. It's a it's a fascinating show yeah, to watch. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. just the whole thing. And. Uh... 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Holy interviews! Hi, this is Burt Ward, Robin from TV's Batman. I'm on, on screen, and beyond. Wowie zowie to the Batmobile. But now, as far as you, uh, yeah. you know, of course, you're a big part of this show. I mean, you're you're all oh, the way through it, all three of those. Yeah. And um, so, how did you? begin in this business i mean you know way back oh, when wow. as a kid is is that what you wanted to be or did you want you were an actor you did some acting. yeah you know i um my father was a um he, he worked in advertising he was a producer of radio commercials when i was growing up and uh he would bring me down to the studio when i was a little kid and i would see i guess the the voice stars of my childhood all working and doing these different radio commercials, whether it was Jerry Stiller and Ann Mira or uh, Dawes Butler or, uh, uh, you know, June Foray. June uh, was a guest on this show. Oh, June was? Yeah, but, you know, Porsche. Oh, of course. She was so wonderful. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah. I mean, she, she she passed away, what, like 102, 103? I mean, she was, she was, she blessed us for, for a lot of years. And she was you know, for people who don't know, she was the voice of of, of Rocky and Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, you know, she she was everything. Um, in fact, people would call her the female Mel Blanc. Exactly. And Mel Mel Blanc actually said, "No, no, no, no. I am the I am the male version of June Foray <laughs> because she was so talented." Um, so I would see these amazing people work, and I I was it was magic for me. And I was always, a, I guess, a pretty precocious kid and wanted to get into the business. And finally, my father, when I was 15, relented and introduced me to a couple of casting people that he knew. And they then uh, suggested that I meet with an agent who handled uh, young people at that time. This His agency was a fellow named Don Schwartz. And his specialty was young people and he, from six years old to 21, 22. And he had a workshop here in Hollywood on Melrose Avenue. I remember it was the, called the Horseshoe Theater at that time because it was a, kind of a horseshoe thing, a shape the, uh, the, the stage was. And I went there on a Saturday afternoon and there were all these kids there, all these young people. And they were taking mime classes and they were doing improvisation and you know doing all taking dance doing all kinds of stuff there and i was put into a group of kids and we just did some improvisations up on stage we were just playing around and uh i guess the agent was impressed enough by my my antics <laughs> I, mean, I don't remember doing anything super amazing i remember we, you know it's crazy I, the one thing i remember is they said they wanted me to be a snake or something, and I I put my fingers like this, like they were fangs, uh, out of my out of my mouth, and I just I, I don't know why I remember that. It was just kind of silly and slithering around on the floor and doing that. And he came up to me later on and he said, "Listen, I'd be really interested in handling you as an agent." And uh, I said, "Well, you know, I don't know what that means, but you know, talk to my dad." 
And uh, so we signed with him. And the first audition, commercial audition I went on, I booked. The third one I booked. The fifth one I booked. I mean, I just started booking right away, mm. which was really very, very fortunate because I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> what I was doing, whatever I was doing, I was doing it well enough that they were going to hire me. And he also had a theatrical department. So I started working on all those shows in the the early 70s, uh, you know, the Rockford Files, uh, Wal the Waltons, uh, uh, MASH, um, uh, Emergency, Police Woman, Police, I mean, all these, all these shows. And, uh, you know, I started building up a, a resume and doing stuff, but there was always this burning desire within me to do more voice work because that was a thing that really uh i fell in love with at the, at the very first and as a kid i would a friend of mine had a a four track uh <laughs> uh you know recorder you know uh reel to reel mm -hmm. uh, with four tracks was amazing because you could do four things <laughs> as opposed to just one and we would do uh you know i would write little like radio type shows and we would act them and we would record them. And, and it was a lot of fun. And then eventually, you know, I, and I would do voiceover periodically over the years, but I guess around 20 some odd years ago, uh, I moved from one agency to another. And when you move to a new agency, it's like moving to a new town where you basically have the opportunity to reinvent yourself. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody's going to say you can't do this because they don't know what you can or can't do. And I thought, you know what? I want to put together a narration demo. As a kid, one of the things I used to love to do was read out loud. And I would challenge myself if I could read a story out loud, having never read it before, could I have it make sense? Not knowing if there's a question mark at the end, end of the sentence, an exclamation point, who knows where the story is going to go. So I had like, I got the ability as a kid to kind of see the words with, you know, out of my left eye and then my right eye is going, going to kind of read ahead. So I know kind of where I'm going. It was a weird kind of a skill set that I, I was able to, to acquire. And it served me extremely well now that I've gone into uh, to narration. So I put together this, this narration demo. And the first job that I got was that Star Wars documentary with with Kevin Burns for for George Lucas, and uh, from there it just started taking off. Where mm -hmm. so I started working more and more. I'm incredibly blessed to work with this one company for all these years, and they put me on, you know, hundreds and hundreds of shows, and uh, the shows that we've done have been remarkably successful. You know, mm -hmm. to think that Ancient Aliens has gone 19 seasons. Oak Island, we're now just completing our 10th season. These things just don't happen. It's, it's, it just doesn't happen. Oak Island started out as, I think, three or five episodes. That, that was it. Yeah. Uh, and, but Kevin had this incredible gift where he just kind of knew what the audience wanted. And he, he just was able to tap into that in a very, unique and special way. I remember people would ask him, you know, why don't you have skeptics on the, uh, uh, on ancient aliens? And he said, well, that's not going to benefit the show. You know, that might be interesting in, in a debate, but if I was, he, he'd say, if I was doing a show about the nativity, why would I put on an atheist? 
it's it's it just doesn't make you know it just it doesn't make sense for that right. they're just going to poo-poo everything and kind of knock it down so and we don't tell people this is the way that it is on ancient aliens we just offer the evidence that's out there we say this we're not saying the egyptians did this the egyptians said they did this <laughs> we're reading their hieroglyphs uh you know the the um indigenous americans uh, we're not saying they did this. They're saying their legends, their stories are saying that this is what happened. So we we also respect the audience and we say, you know, you decide. You may say this is nonsense. That's okay. Other stuff you may go, hmm, maybe there's something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I think we've been we've been proven more right than wrong. Now that you have, you know, Senate committees that are investigating UFOs and money's being spent and more those Tic Tac videos, more information is coming out that is just validating a lot of these theories. Yeah. What the truth is, we don't know, but we don't we're, know. we're 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 searching. Yeah. And last fall I took a trip cross country in a mm-hmm. camper and we went to some of the ancient sites. Uh mm-hmm. Jaco Canyon and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, and then one time we went to Chichen Itza and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you see these things and it's like, yeah, this is incredible. You know, you just can't imagine how how they did it. They did it somehow, but you know, so it's just amazing. So yeah, I mean, we we wouldn't be able to do that today with the uh, you know the equipment that we have, the tools that we have, and they were able to do it. You know, before, you know, the Bronze Age, <laughs> you know, right. the, uh, Giorgio has told me some of these, uh, I think it was talking about uh, Machu Picchu. It's it's like you just, you can't even put a credit card, a piece yeah. of paper in between. It's so finely, finely uh, done. It's, it's, it, it's beyond explanation. Mm, yeah. Well, Robert, we're going to run out of time. So oh, I'm okay. finish up with uh, one final question. Yeah. Taking us away from ancient aliens, the secret of Skinwalker Ranch, and uh, the curse of Oak Island. But when you sit back and relax, what do you enjoy for TV? What's your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, that's, I've never been asked that question. One of my, I'm watching, well, one of the favorite shows I like to watch since I was a kid is uh, Formula One and uh, Formula One Racing. And I've been watching for the last several seasons F1 Drive to Survive, I believe it's on HBO, which is an amazing documentary series. Uh, you know, I like watching Succession, which is which is interesting. Um, I'm kind of eclectic in my uh, uh, my tastes. Uh, I, I kind of go everything everywhere from the, the old classics to Casablanca to you know the wizard of oz to mm-hmm. to modern day movies i enjoy watching you know matrix movies and john wick i mean i'm all over the place with this stuff i if it's entertaining uh i i'm there for it um i hope that answers the yeah. question you know it's yeah. it's kind of yeah. kind of interesting i'm not i used to, i'm not as, as big a tv watcher as as i used to be i like watching sports of course um, so I'll, I'll tune in to watch, uh, you know, big sporting events or, or the Dodger game or whatever that's going on. Yeah. And I, and I love to read. I still love to read. I yeah. love to read. Yeah. Well, you, you must learn so much from just the shows that you're on. I mean, you know, all the things around the world that they're visiting, these are actual sites that they're visiting when they go. Yeah. Well, to, if, uh, they, if they throw you in a pool of water, you're going to get wet. Right. I mean, <laughs> Like, there's no way I'm not going to be able to pick up some of the information. And, be, and like I said, I've become very good friends with Giorgio and had fascinating conversations with with him. And, you know, the people that I've met on the show, some of the stories you can't 
you can't deny when people yeah. have firsthand experience and they're you know, they're able to convey it. They have the credits, uh, you know, the credibility to uh, to say, you know, that, that you can't really question it. And I'm also curious. You know, I I don't know what the answers are. I don't really know that I want to know what the ans all the answers are. I I like the journey. I like exploring. I like I like the questions. My favorite question in life is why. Yeah. Ever since I was a little kid, why it may drive people crazy because I'm asking why. It's because I'm looking for the reason as to why certain things happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, as long as, as I have that curiosity and I take it into the studio each and every day that I do do one of the shows, I'm excited to see what's what's on the page. And I'm curious, yeah. you know, why are these things happening? Yeah. Robert, I cannot thank you enough for joining us. It's been fascinating hearing you talk and uh, thank you for joining us. Brian, a pleasure. Thank you so much. And a big thank you going out to Robert Clotworthy for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Uh, he, he's just so good at what he does. His voice is so great, and uh, he narrates all these shows and everything and keeps us listening and watching, and, and it's uh, you know just a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us, Robert, and I uh, hope you enjoyed that one. We're going to have another guest coming your way next week, so uh, get ready for that one, and I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, it's going to take us, well, you know, we'll see. <laughs> You never know. Sometimes I get these last minute ones where I have to get it out at a certain time, but we got a good one coming next week too. So uh, stick around for that. And uh, also if you have a chance, take, take a moment and, you know, follow us or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast provider. So you get it immediately uh, as soon as it's uh, released our episodes and uh, don't, you know, it doesn't cost anything. It's just uh, they provide that service. If you are on any of the, you know, uh, podcast providers like Apple podcast or Spotify, whatever. And if you're doing those great, if you could it'd be nice, if you could leave a five-star review for us, that would be great. And uh, help us get more people listening to on screen and beyond, which translates into more and bigger guests coming our way all the time. So uh, that's going to be, uh, you know, a big help for us. So if you could do that, that would be great. And uh, that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Mm -hmm.